and welcome back. I just wanted to clarify some terms that were used because the Wolfenberger interview is very valuable. They're an amazing couple. Um, and some of the words used are familiar to you if you are part of the Family Federation, but a lot of people aren't that are listening to this. So terms like the blessing, uh, David Wolfenberger said, going to the blessing or they are blessed. And that is uh, our term for when people get married. There's the marriage ceremony typical to the rest of the world where the government recognizes your marriage. And then the blessing ceremony is specifically getting married in the name of God as recognized by the Family Federation community. And blessed families obviously are families that have gone to the blessing. Second generation are children of that blessing. Uh, Hunduke is another term that was used, and that stands for reading and sharing God's word. And that's, that's another tradition in the Family Federation community. Um, the unification is community. Uh, and lastly, true parents. This is a term, the English translation of the term of the founders of the Family Federation. We are part of a group of people, an international family that is devoted and dedicated towards creating peace through the family, not expecting politicians or anybody else to do the work of creating peace, but first finding it within our own hearts and within our families. So that's what we're devoted to. And that's why we have some of our own secret language, which is now revealed. Uh, so enjoy this episode and see you later. Welcome to another episode of Love, Life, and Legacy. This is a great episode. We're going to welcome the founders of High Noon, the Wolfenbergers, David and Mitsue Wolfenberger. It's going to be amazing. Uh, let's just get into it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode number two, and I'm here, Andrew Love, along with... Sammy Uyama, your co-host. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're there. Glad you're there. And um, to continue from last week, last week we gave you the kind of origin story of where Hainun came from, all the events that occurred, you know, the kind of formation of all these bits and pieces to create this beautiful tapestry. But none of it would have been possible without the momentum and the heart and the 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 strength and the power and the passion of a couple and the money absolutely and the money of the founding couple uh the wolfenbergers and we have them on the show today it's it's extremely rare that you see a couple devote so much of themselves to something that there there's very little reward in it's just purely giving and it's it's rare to the point where when we go places people are shocked by wait what do you want from me oh you just want to help why you know this kind of thing but they've created an entire movement of of giving and healing and we want to get to the heart of of how, how that's possible where does that come from um so first we'd like to welcome uh uncle david wolfenberger and Aunt mitsway wolfenberger thank you andrew and i would just uh i would just have a little uh difference to you you said uh something that's uh that there's no reward to uh, well there uh, we have found that there's uh, that there's in, an incredible reward in doing this work and helping people to to create their sexual integrity and to create the foundation for uh, a beautiful, happy blessing. 
it's just really amazing. It's the most, I think it's the most precious thing that you can help somebody with. Yes. Yes. So high noon, um, we, you know, in the, in the previous episode, we talked about, you know, the, the blessed marriage project turning into pure mind online, turning into high noon. Uh, a lot of people can think, oh, okay, these people started this organization. They must be pastors or they must be counselors. You know, there's some, this is along their line of professionally with, you know, the, with, They've been around their whole lives. So, uh, but it's not the case at all. What, what makes your guys' story so amazing is where you come from is just um, a normal family that you were involved in your local community. But other than that, you're just business owners and you've just spent the past 20, 30 years investing in your business and that's what you've been doing. And then, and then you recognize this need and, and then you began investing in this. So could you give us just a, a brief background of like who you guys are, just so we know, you know, we, we, we know, you know, who we're talking to. Sure. And I, I used to think that, uh, like I had no qualifications. Like, uh, sometimes I share about a friend of mine calling me and just telling me that I've done so many great things. Mitzi and I've done a lot of great things and, but we have absolutely no qualifications, <laughs> not a pastor. Like you said, no, uh, educational background, no training as therapist or anything like that, church leaders. Uh, but the more that I'm into it, the more I believe that that uh, this was uh, preparation. My uh, years of business and just being, uh, maybe, maybe not being a leader was preparation for this. Because Missy and I, we wanted to, we wanted to share uh, our what we have in our marriage with other couples because we saw other couples uh, they didn't have that you know they didn't always have that love like Mitsue she was talking with a group of women and one of the women women I think she put it very well she said I love my husband but I'm not in love <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's something that we felt for a long time, and it's something that we really wanted our our brothers and sisters to get, our nieces and nephews to get. That was the uh, the heart. And of course, true parents are very passionate. Father speaks very passionately about about marriage and about man woman relationship. He speaks in great detail about it. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody else. Uh, he's really the heart behind it. Uh, but that was where that was where our our work with couples with energized retreats began from. When we really got it, it just hit me like a like a ton of bricks when I realized uh, that internet pornography was robbing so many blessed families from this, and so many children of even the opportunity to even the chance to create like a, a healthy. Um, sexual template and to give them a chance to have a, a healthy intimate relationship uh we we realized that wow something's got to be done can i ask like because you at that time were putting on these retreats for couples and and this conversation of pornography was coming up a lot was it was it making you feel kind of annoyed or frustrated that why is this happening reach back if you can and, and start thinking about like where were you at when you're just like what what is going on we got to do something about this like what were you feeling at that time <laughs> well 
Uh, most people know us now as the founders of High Noon, but back then we wanted to be anonymous when we were sponsoring the Energize Retreats. And so actually um, the first Energize Retreat that we attended was the one that was here in Seattle. And that was really when, that was the first men's uh, breakout session that, that I was in and, and women, uh, Mitzi went to the women's. I wasn't really so much a part of workshops and stuff, although we, we were part of camps. But the honesty, the level of honesty never got to that level where uh, young people or men shared about their struggles. And this time it, it got to that level of honesty. And it was, uh, it was very clear that this is something that, because it happened to me too. I, I stumbled on pornography and I developed a pornography a pornography habit that I, okay. I struggled with for, for years and I was able to, to have victory over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, realizing that this, this same battle is like uh, even more intense for the young people who stumble on it with their kids, when they're sure. just kids. It's such a sad thing. So that was really the, the time when we said, Mitzi and I, we, we just said to each other, wow, we have to, we have to put our the full force of our of our passion, of our finances, of our marriage into this, into finding a solution for this. And were you both equally committed at the same time, or did you first did the spark of righteousness strike you first, Uncle Dave, and then you kind of pass it on to Emitsway, or like where Emitsway, where were you at? I was the same place as most uh, Japanese sisters. So I said, <laughs> okay, you, you go, you go to the, this the, um, summit that Christian, I didn't sign up. I didn't think um, I can do anything about it. I have no idea. But then David said, you come with me, you sign up. Actually, <laughs> um, then I went there. And uh, then I, I, I saw God working on that. Got it. Mm-hmm. So you were just kind of following along at first, but yes, then you, yes. you caught up. So when, when the 40 people from Unification Church Movement came to that summit, I yes. knew God was behind it. Yeah, because that, I mean, that, that was the biggest group at the entire summit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Betsy, I think she, uh, she downgrades her role. <laughs> A little bit too much. <laughs> she is really the heart behind this because she's my motivation and my passion. <laughs> uh, just re- kind of recap what was just shared is really profound. Just so you know, we've got this amazing couple that we're we're they feel blessed to have a wonderful marriage, and I mean, how much two into two individuals need to be really remarkable people in order to create that itself but you know the past uh several decades they've just had um the experience of an amazing marriage and they just had the heart of they wanted that for other people you know not just to keep that for themselves but starting with that heart to allow for other couples to get what they need get the education the tools in order to create their own really radiant marriage and so that was just the very beginning of that heart and that generosity and putting their own you know, just, and also having a very successful business and putting their own financial resources uh, behind supporting that. And then through that, discovering how much pornography was affecting 
uh, people and blocking them from creating those kinds of marriages and then becoming even more committed uh, to that cause. And, and just want to re- just emphasize the amazingness of what it takes for, you know, it kind of just because the way you talk about it, it's all like a given. And yeah, of course we did this, right? And, and but like how many people, like Andrew said in the beginning, it is so rare to find a couple that is as committed and generous as you two are to seeing uh, radiant marriages in the world and not yeah. just hoping for that, but really being uh, being a cause, being responsible for that and being and causing that in the world. And so not not being you know, not being pastors, not being not having any form of official leadership or experience with uh, social uh, endeavors or and nonprofits and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've found that when you see another couple struggling, uh, you can have two reactions, uh, a very kind of heavenly reaction to say, I, what can I do to help? And the, another reaction, let's just call it the opposite, which is <laughs> judging them, judging them and feeling superior to them that I'm better. And so this is a couple that's, that their mot- prime motivation was to help other couples have something better instead of judging them. Um, and so way back when, when you guys said, okay, let's, let's do something about this did you really have a sense that what you were about to embark on was creating an international movement? Like, I know we all kind of hope when we create something that it's going to catch on and we're going to help a lot. But like, did you have a really strong sense that what you were about to do was going to impact the lives of people all around the world? So uh, first, (laughs) David said, um, God has blessed us so much. Okay. Like financially and uh, the blessing, so he said he, we want to give back. That was the, the first thing, right? So, but we didn't have a qualification. <laughs> we didn't sure. know what to do. So we gathered uh, people and asked, "What can we do? We can give this much. What we should be?" doing with this and then um, they came with how about manage retreat that's how started yeah and to answer your question Andrew uh, I had absolutely no doubt that this was going to become a worldwide organization because of the, the huge need nobody was meeting it it's like I'm a businessman. That's what I do. (laughs) And so uh, a businessman, like uh, the dream of every businessman is to have a a product, to find, to discover a new product that everybody wants and you've got no competition. And and believe me, there is absolutely no competition talking about pornography and about sex. And it was (laughs) everybody needed it. Everybody needed True Parents Insight on their understanding about the value and the holiness of sex in a world that was treating it so unholy and so uh, just like trash. Well, let's, can we touch on that real quick? I think, why not? Um, Because this podcast is going to be listened to over the years by a very broad audience. So you're talking about true parents, Reverend and Mrs. Moon. And so what, what about their teachings is so unique that, that really, 
that that helps you make a statement like that that helps you feel so kind of powerfully equipped to deal with sexual issues well i just gave a sermon um about 10 days ago on the holy sexual organ <laughs> right. using mostly words from reverend and mrs moon and uh their profound understanding of how this is uh the way not only that we transfer our physical characteristics uh, through all of our genes, our genetic material uh, onto the next generation into the future, but it's, yeah. it's the way that uh, it's like the way that God uh, bestowed creativity on his children, mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing. And mm -hmm. everyone sees this as, uh, that this part of our body that we treat most commonly is treated with so much shame. And he sees this as being something holy. And yes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, you know, like it should be our private place because it's kept only for our future spouse or for our spouse. And in that context, it's the source of joy. It's the source of children. It's the connection that we have into the future, way beyond the, our limited, our few years here on the earth. It's a way that we, that we, uh, that we relate with our, that husband and wife relate unselfishly together. Sex is such a beautiful thing. Um, and that's what, that's what I've learned because I, I didn't really come to this ministry with, uh, with all this, you know, knowledge or wisdom. It's what I've learned after, after studying True Parents' Words for quite a while. And also, uh, I think a lot of the heart behind this is really God's heart because God created, you know, he created the, the universe and like, I don't know, it took 10, 20 billion years, something like that. And he created it with, uh, with like the uh, ability to perpetuate, to continue. And he created us with that same kind of perpetuity uh, through, and it's, it's done through sex. And so uh, this, this thing which is being treated in such a, uh, in such an objective way, in such a self-centered way, in such a dirty way, is something that's so holy to God and so beautiful to Him. And, you know, God, it's something that God wants. This movement, High Noon, is something that God wants, mm -hmm. something that God needs and all people need. I really believe that when people get, um, when they're able to gain sexual integrity and take back control of their sexuality, I believe that they'll be so empowered to solve all the other problems of the world. You know, global mm -hmm. warming, uh, energy re you know, resource depletion, uh, inequality, economic inequality, inequality on, around sex, around race. Well, I way I unpack this a little bit. So, so sex is this such a vital part of our lives. And, and I think that really everything you just shared really gets at the heart of uh, the name of this podcast is, you know, we'll go into each of these elements, but 
you know, love, life, and lineage, right? That's the what the title of this podcast. And uh, we named it that because, we, you know, this is a podcast about sexuality and sex. And we felt that that was at the root of, of these three areas. And these three areas are at the root of all the things important to us in our lives. Mm. And so we'll go into each of those areas and like kind of how they ripple out into all the areas of importance that you can think of. But I think that really expresses very deeply kind of like the heart, the, the, the idea, the concept behind this podcast and, you know, what we want to be talking about. And, and the cherry on top, it, it happens to be fun. All, all these amazing things you talk about sex and, and who knew that it's something you could actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and it does, sex does have a ripple effect in every area of our life, in every, in every area of society, of the world. It has a huge ripple effect. I mean, one of the questions we were going to ask later, you, you touched on, you even used the, the words, which is, uh, you know, what I want people to get. But I just want to summarize, I, I would love for you to summarize really like the, the potency of the essence of what, what kind of impact you hope High Noon can make, right? Like what do you want people to really get from High Noon? You said that uh, you feel that it's from God and you feel like the entire world needs it. But what exactly do they need from this movement, this, this high noon movement? What do you feel? And I'd love to hear from both of you, by the way. Okay, well, uh, I think the, really the core of this is connection. Okay. That through sex, sex is created by God in order to connect us, to connect man and woman. It's such a, uh, a beautiful thing. It's the thing that we... Uh, it's like I, I shared, it's like when you have a best friend and there's a certain place, secret place, that only you and your best friend know about, only you and your best friend go to. And this is, the, this is what sex is with, between a husband and wife. This is shared exclusively between a husband and wife. And it's, it's what makes it so special. Uh, and it's the way that God wanted to to bond husband and wife, to make that bond greater than any other bond between friends or between coworkers. Uh, it's a unique bond with benefits, like Sammy said. <laughs> so you want them to experience that, that deep connection? A deep connection, yes. And it can be uh, a connection of, of joy and of, uh, of heart, Hmm. of knowing that you have somebody in your life which who is uh who wants nothing more than to please you it's really cool <laughs> <laughs> you just went to a very happy place <laughs> what about you Amitsway? what do you what do you feel what do you really hope that uh people get from this this high noon movement i think that about the sex sexual organ hmm. because we don't talk about that and so people go to the uh, hiding, you know, hiding mode, uh, mm. go to the secret place and do things that nobody, because nobody knows they do uh, secret things. But yeah. if we know this is coming from the fall, mm -hmm. the Adam and Eve hid their lower part and that is something to do with, with the, the, the shame came from there. 
I want the people to know that was the fall, and we yeah. fall of man hide, but God doesn't hide. You know, he he doesn't want us to hide. Mm-hmm. In um, when Father said this is the core of the universe, that was a very powerful statement. Mm-hmm. You know, sexual organ and sex. It's a core of the universe. That that's the word I I want the people to really uh, grasp it, and and uh, I wanted them to uh, think and get it, <laughs> mm, get it. Yeah, an incredibly powerful statement, right? That sexuality is the core of the cosmos, right? The universe, the cosmos. Glad I asked. Glad I asked. And in terms of like, uh, you know, creating this, you know, High Noon has now been around the world. Everybody definitely within the Family Federation movement probably knows about us, right? At, at the very least, they've heard, they've heard of High Noon, right? Um, but what, what has been the most difficult part about founding High Noon and bringing it to this point? Because... You're working with many different pieces. You're working with different cultures. You're, you know, different personalities. So, is there anything that that you remember that was particularly difficult, you know? And that's the, I asked this for so that people can understand how difficult it has been to get to this point, you know, because it's been blessed for sure and and been guided. But there's also been challenges. But also for other people who are out there who feel really uh, righteous you know, indignation about something that they would like to start a movement or join a movement so that they can understand that it's not always just green lights, that sometimes there's yellow lights or red lights in the way. Um, can you think of anything in particular that that was uh, difficult along the way? Well, I think if I'm honest, I have to, I have to admit that, yeah, there was, uh, I had to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. This, uh, you know, speaking about sexuality didn't come natural for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharing with people about my mistakes and about my bad habits didn't come natural to me. So I think, I think, uh, you know, that was a challenge. And next, just going against the, uh, the current of the culture. It's like, it was like just going upstream, just, uh, every step seemed like it took effort. So many different cultures, like you say, um, they, that we've been to, Many of them are not as free and open as we are in America. Yeah. And so there were, there are, there were in our uh, cultural barriers. There were barriers in, uh, in our church. And it's kind of uh, ironic seeing as, you know, being that father talks so openly about it, but mm. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the memo got passed around. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Some of the uh, some of the churches that we go to, they have hundred books, and uh, so we'll we'll go and we'll pick out the chunks on Yang, and we'll look at. They've got like some of them like have like a hundred little of those little uh, tabs coming out of it, you know, yeah. that sure, page sure. markers, and uh, <laughs> we open it up, and there's no page markers in the chapters about sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I don't know if they speed read or if they skip it or what. <laughs> Got it. So, so you see, uh, cultural, the, culturally, there was some difficulty. There was, 
just even the culture within the movement itself, right? Of let's just not talk about this now. Let's let's do it later. Let's do it later, or let's ignore this for now. Um, anything else that you can think of? Yeah. Well, uh, true mother is. Uh, she is very focused on uh, establishing providential goals, and um, I think I think some of the leadership. Uh, I can understand they're quite busy and um, focused on this. They don't seem to have, uh, they don't seem to realize uh, how important it is to, to live according to, to the true parent's words, sure, sure. but to, uh, to really incorporate true parent's words mm. into their, their being. And it's, uh, it's not an easy thing. And that's, I, I think that's one thing that, that is probably challenged. It's probably been the biggest challenge. Um, and I'm not just separating out leaders. There's, uh, when we speak with a hundred people, uh, there's, it depends on the venue, but, uh, some people may, uh, may respond. They, they respond and they share how in their testimonies, especially in their anonymous testimonies, they share quite openly about, uh, about their struggles. Uh, yeah. The number of those people who actually sign up for a recovery program and seek out an accountability partner to share with honestly is, uh, is not that many uh, because it's such a, a huge challenge to be honest with another person and to be open about, yeah. about you know, sexual mistakes that you made. It's, yeah. just, uh, it is just a huge challenge we are seeing those people come like one by one, come to recovery and asking for accountability. Mm. We're seeing people who have gained victory. We're seeing people going to the blessing in February who were uh, like, in some cases, pretty much they thought hopelessly addicted to pornography. Mm. And now they've got a, uh, a big stretch of sobriety under their belt and they're going to the blessing and they have uh, a really happy, hopeful future ahead of them. Mm. Uh, we're seeing that. And it's like, um, it's like I shared in the, in the letter with the uh, forgiving Tuesday that uh, this is like, it was the, the, uh, it was like just the, the dark of night that we were in. It seemed like so many of our second gen thought like they were the worst people in the world. They thought they were hopeless. They thought that they were the only ones struggling with this. Nobody was talking about it. Yeah. One by one, now we're seeing people stand up and giving uh, testimony and people who are gaining victory in recovery and they're sharing their experience. And it, it is like, uh, we're, we're seeing like a, just a glimmer of just a glow of the new day, the new dawn. Um, and I, I fully believe that, you know, just like, just like you wake up before dawn and you see that, that the glow on the horizon. And then before you know it, it's daytime. And I really think that's the way it's going to be. Well, since we're kind of already leaning towards positivity, well, uh, I'd love to know, you know, what, what is the most rewarding part about all this? Because even in the very beginning of this conversation, 
I was saying you have there's you know there's no reward, but uh, I, I meant as a businessman, you know, you're it's all, it's all out going out money, not coming back in as a nonprofit. It's living up to its title, but um, what what are, what do you get in terms of the the benefits? Like what what has been coming back to you? Andrew, Mitzi and I would both feel that we we receive so much more than we give. Mm. Uh, High Noon has just given us so much more than we've invested into it. I get contacted by people just all the time saying, just last night during a movie, uh, uh, someone shared me about uh, that they're, uh, guess what, Dave, uh, I'm going to the blessing and here's a picture of me and my fiance and, mm. and those mm. are, those are priceless, yeah. you know, to people who have a new lease on life, people who really didn't think they had a chance and weren't even going to try to get blessed. And now they're like, you know, in love, you know, that's just, they've got, uh, they're set up for a happy life. That is so rewarding. It's amazingly rewarding. So really the success stories uh, really warm your heart quite a bit. Definitely. And, and couples too. Our, our ministry is not just, it started out with singles. We realized that a lot of first gen, like myself, struggle with pornography too. And a lot of couples struggle in their relationship. Mm. Um, one thing that we discovered when we started talking about <clears throat> pornography, bad sex, that it was such a great opportunity to contrast the bad sex with the good sex. Mm. So we began talking more and more about heavenly intimacy, which, is, um, which was really where we got started. So it kind of came full circle. But it is uh, very rewarding to hear couples come to us and uh, say how much they've gotten out of high noon education mm. and that they are, uh, that the relationship between uh, them and their spouse has transformed. So Amazing. that's that's very rewarding too. Absolutely. You're part of somebody's eternity, right? You're part of their story. That's, that's huge. Yeah. And I don't feel that I do anything, uh, Mitzi and I do anything, um, but it's somehow God is able to work in their lives. And, mm. um, and we, we connect them with True Parents Words. True Parents mm. give a lot of education, a lot of great education that has not been disseminated. And mm. even if it is read, it's not read in a way, you know, we share two past words <clears throat> we share our own story along with it and our in our experience mm. of applying those words and how it's transformed our relationship so um mm. people can they can digest those words better in that way what about yourself and mitsue what have been the benefits that you've experienced of spending so much time traveling and losing your husband sometimes into lengthy conversations as he kind of leaves the atmosphere when he starts talking about his passion. I'm a very timid person, so I was always <laughs> shrink when I'm in the public or, you know, when they introduce me, I said, please don't say anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> really nobody. But uh, they, um, they think I'm a very different to Japanese because they think Japanese sister doesn't talk about sex, right? Doesn't talk about the 
the relationship, a sexual organ, something like that. And then I became so comfortable because of my husband <laughs> speak about it all the time. So I, I gained so much confidence. The father's word is, I'm hanging on to father's word. Father's word is the power and source. And I am living very powerful or with clarity what I'm yeah. doing. Before, I, I didn't have that kind of confidence because everybody come to me and say, are you sure this is so important? Yeah. You know, and they say, you are not providential. <laughs> You're not doing some, something providential and not providential organization. So mm. uh, from there, now I'm studying Father's words. I feel this is really the base, like foundation of for of everything that we are doing or we, we can do we can mm. be very powerful to have this understanding is, is very powerful for me what i needs doing it needed by everybody right that's a, that is an amazing fact <laughs> yeah. I feel that's one thing that high noon is doing <clears throat> it's redefining people's concept of what is providential. I think people had such a limited concept of what the word providential means. And I think that we're expanding that, that concept. I would agree. I, absolutely. The last question formally that we have for you is, uh, you know, who, what type of allies and friends have you made along this journey? Because obviously you've, you've been to, many continents you've spoken in front of thousands of people right you've been in meetings with a lot of people different people from different faiths you know like is there any that stick out that that people that you would have never have met had you not gone down this road and pursued this calling any any notable people or relationships that you formed well, unless they came to uh, Westport, Washington, uh, I probably wouldn't have met them. <laughs> before Which is I, nobody before ever. Afternoon, we didn't get out too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, I mean, we we met like every virtually every national leader and uh, so many members in Europe and uh, just all over the world. Uh, so many amazing people. Josh McDowell. Um, we, we have a friendship now and yeah, I've, I've met a lot of allies. People realize people who are involved in the, in the, uh, the war against pornography and the battle for sexual integrity, they realize that this is a problem that's bigger than any one of us. And if we don't unite, if we can't unite, then we're not going to get victory. <clears throat> so it's something that true, true father wanted to do for you know, like his whole life. He wanted to bring these people together. Who would have thought that, yeah. that pornography would be the means to do that? But it, yeah. it seems to be doing just that. that. And a lot of times I think people do need a, like, a, like an enemy to rally around. You know, mm. that's what has been the rally point for uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of movements that have <clears throat> that have brought solidarity and unity. Common foe. Yeah. What about yourself, Emmett? Is there is there any uh, 
friends that you formed or people that you really were so inspired by that you met because of all the work that that you have been following? Okay, so Japanese sisters, they feel uh, I'm the somebody that they can come to, they can mm. talk to, and when I speak, like my from the, my husband, but <laughs> then they said, "Wow." Well, how can you, how can you think like that? And so I said, because of the parents, you know, because of father's father, <laughs> but it's simple as that. And then I, I tell them, um, uh, please read this. And then they contact me. They, they are very grateful. I have so many Facebook friends. I have so many Facebook uh, requests, <laughs> friend requests. And uh, I started to yeah communicate with them from all over the all over the world, and mm-hmm. most of uh, mostly um, I mentored young second gen. Mm-hmm. Um, they still communicate with me. That would never happen if it wow. was not And I like that. Yeah, and I think when you can speak authentically with people, either. A one-to-one or publicly uh, that you can touch them <clears throat> in a way that nobody's spoken authentically in the area of sex with them before you know nobody sure. who, who cares about them anyway and sure. is really concerned about their future and concerned about them getting victory over their problems mm-hmm. so when when you're able to connect with people on that level then it's it's so profound and the, the friends that I've made along the way aren't just the big name uh, people, the presidents of uh, church presidents or <clears throat> church leaders, <clears throat> but it's, you know, just the scores and the hundreds and probably thousands of second gen also who, uh, who I've been able to connect with and who can hear my story and say, you know, yeah, well, I, that's me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and especially people, they, they see that, you know, somebody like myself, uh, you know, not a leader, not um, any, anybody special at all. You know, if they can have victory over this, if, they, if, if Uncle Dave can make a, a radiant blessing, then maybe I can too. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, it, it's uh, very personable, right? It, it adds a face to, to their hopes, right? So it's not some obscure thing that, you know, we have words that say you could have this and then you have maybe hopes in your heart, but it adds reality to it, a three-dimensional reality, right? That people can hear that they could have a better life and it's not, it's not perfect, but it's, it's doable. It's, it gives somebody motivation instead of some abstract you know, vision that, that is not really clear that they're always trying to, you know, strive for. So that's, that's really beautiful. For sure. And I think that's really the power behind, behind high noon is people want to, they want more than just words. They want, they want to see somebody who is vulnerable and and somebody who's honest about their their mistakes Mm. and who is really trying to live what they're saying. You know, it's not just theory with us. It's we we actually try to live, and I think that's true with 
with uh, you, Andrew, and with Sammy, we actually try to live the virtues that we espouse, uh, virtues of honesty, integrity, uh, accountability, grace, courage. We, uh, we, and we're, <laughs> we, we're honest. We call each other out sometimes. We call ourselves out more <laughs> when, when we fall short. And we have a community that we're building. And I think that's really the thing that High Noon has done. So, Sammy, uh, do you have anything for them before we let them go? Uh, nothing to add. That was just really amazing to hear from you guys, kind of your heart and some, some background so people can know what's behind everything that High Noon does. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very, just to let everybody know, very clear and steadfast. And, you know, if Sammy and I ever wander and get distracted by shiny objects they they don't <laughs> they're very 100 percent clear and they're always pushing this thing forward uh just out of love not out of like a, a need you know there's some people that just push the rock down the road because they're just kind of like slaves to this idea or whatever but i really see in the wolfenburgers it's it's a it's a true passion that pulls them it does they don't have to push it it pulls them yeah, we wanted to interview this couple so that you could understand what is behind, you know, what is behind this website, what is behind all of our talks, what is behind everything that you've seen is um, the passion that this couple has has kind of sparked uh, between them and the cause and them and God, which has then ignited an entire movement. So, uh, yeah, we just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for coming on. And of course, as always, if you guys have any questions out there and if you have any questions for the Wolfenburgers, they are accessible via our website, highnoon.org. They are also the founders of schooloflove.org and the Blessed Marriage Project is BMP. It can't be BMP.org. Blessedmarriagesproject.org. Blessed Marriage Project. We're, we're not very creative. We just take the name of the organization and add .org. So simple, though. It makes sense. It makes good, smart sense. So nothing confusing. So if you want to access them, please go to the websites that we mentioned and find them and talk to them, ask them questions, because this is truly their passion. They love getting messages and they love communicating with all of you out there. The Wolfenburgers are not on some high place. They're right down here with everybody else. They're in the trenches fighting with all of us, trying to make this world a better place. Yes. So, so if actually, if, uh, if, you, if anyone would like to reach out to you guys, Uncle David on Mitsue, um, what, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, they, can, <clears throat> they can email uh, david.wolfenberger at gmail. Okay, I appreciate it. And then what about Amitsue? If, if uh, do you want to make yourself available if someone wants to reach out for more questions or to connect? Yeah, M Wolfenberger at the Gmail uh, Gmail at, no Gmail.com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she, by the way, is our web designer. She's our tech person. She does everything. All of our tech support. That, yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> so that was David Wolfenberger at Gmail and M Wolfenberger at gmail thank you very much so please uh in closing yeah just say thanks to everybody and 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 do you have any last words or just want to say goodbye no that's it uh love you guys and uh th this journey of sexual integrity it's it's probably the most difficult thing that a person can ever do in their life mm. 
and it's worth every ounce of effort. Yes, thank you for those words. And it was a pleasure. Thank you to our listeners. We'll see you next time. <laughs>